Hi, my name's Jude and this is my well-being podcast about grief, depression, happiness and the meaning of life. Thanks for tuning in. Look after your monkey and have a nice life. Right, I promise this isn't going to become a golf podcast. I promise it's not. But I've just started playing another round of golf after the last one where um, I recorded a couple of segments um, and had a really good round, the best round ever, in, in fact. And I've just come down here, no real expectations. Obviously, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, OK, I'm, I'm feeling good, I'm playing quite well. Um, I've had a very up and down week after that. I've just released the podcast, had loads of feedback, um, been really busy with it and kind of, in a good way, I've been busy, and but a little bit stressful as well. So anyway, I've come down here. I played the first hole and oh my god the the ups and downs in one hole of golf um just really sum up like life the the kind of highs and lows so i hit a tee shot it was okay for for my first shot of the day i was i was happy with it got a bit unlucky hit a tree uh, yeah you could say it was unlucky we're talking about the locus of control you know i pushed it to the right a bit i should have aimed straight <laughs> should have hit it down the middle and then it wouldn't have hit the tree so it's my fault but I get up to it and think, oh God, I'm going to be stuck amongst these trees. I'm going to have to be chipping out sideways. I'm already looking at a bogey or or worse here. Actually, I've got like a a direct line to the green. And I'm like, okay, I've got away with this big time. Um, Apologies for those of you who don't follow golf whatsoever. But basically, I'd got away with a bad shot and still had another shot where I could hit it near the pin. Uh, The pin is where the hole is. (laughs) And um, so the next shot, I think, okay, I've... uh, I've got lucky there. I feel okay still. My first shot was okay. I got a bit unlucky, but no, it's, this is this is going to be okay. Second shot, I've got 100 yards. It's a nice pitching wedge. Um, what I didn't account for though is my follow through was kind of hampered slightly, and I think that put me off. So I hit a bad second shot. You know, 100% bad. Up level with a pin, but way out to the right in the rough, where the grass is longer and it's going to be hard. So suddenly I'm thinking, and this is thoughts coming into my head. This is the reason I'm I'm thinking this will be relevant for people. Thoughts coming into my head are, oh god, I'm not playing well. Oh God, I've just hit a really bad shot there. Why did I do that? And the self-doubt that creeps in after one shot is incredible. After one bad shot. So I get up to my next shot and think, okay, I've I've got lucky again here. I don't have to chip over the bunker that I thought I'd have to. And the grass isn't too long. I can chip onto the green here. In the back of my mind, I'm also thinking, don't hit it too hard. Otherwise, it'll go through the green. It's slightly downhill. So obviously, I hit it too soft. And then I'm thinking, oh God, this is really bad. I've three shots. I'm not even on the green yet. I'm going to... I'm going to be scoring a five or a six on this opening hole, which is really quite easy, really. Next shot, chip it, almost goes in. And then suddenly I'm thinking, this is okay. I've almost chipped in for a par. I've got a nice easy putt to finish off. I get up to the putt. It's it's not it's not a gimme. You know, I've still got, I've still got to hit it in from um, three or four feet, but confidently roll it in. A bogey on the first hole, which I'm always happy with. That's, you know, if I bogey every single hole, I'm playing well, so... The highs and lows, though, honestly, of of one one kind of ten minute um, bit of golf, it just really sums up the the highs and lows of life. I think the 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 confidence you get from hitting a good shot is like life, you know, when things are going well, and then suddenly something goes off the rails, and you just feel like you're the worst golfer ever. But in life, you know, it's the same thing. You suddenly feel like everything's going badly, and nothing's going to go right, and it's just trying to keep rein yourself in a bit you know when, when things are going well rein yourself in a bit when things aren't going well do the same um i think i kind of just about did that on that hole and now i'm just hitting a second tee shot pretty good just to the right of the fairway i think with this bang bang down the hill probably got a nice shot in so i'm going to carry on playing golf and stop talking to you about it because those of you who don't like golf are probably tuned off tuned out by now but anyway i just thought that was a nice little microcosm of 
life summed up through sport. Something that I really didn't um, expect when I started this. I, I thought people would probably message and sort of say, yeah, well done, or, or, you know, crack on with it, or just share it, you know, like I've done some blogging and stuff in the past, and people have shared it, you know, because you're their friend, and they feel like they've kind of got a duty to. But one thing I really didn't expect, as well as people confide, confiding in me and telling them telling me similar stories they've had that was one of the things i was like oh wow suddenly i'm almost this person they can come to and sort of go oh, you've got something in common i can tell you about this now because you'll get it and you'll you'll empathize and and they can they can tell me it's like a secret and they yeah that's kind of weird and it's nice so it's really nice but the other thing was the number of people who have immediately gone i want to come on i want to be a guest they've got i know i know a lot of people you know i don't think any more than usual i think you know everyone's had tragedies in their life lots of the time it's you know to do with someone dying most of the time i think um but yeah the amount of people who've instantly gone you know within the first sentence of the message they send to me is i'd like to come on or you know if, if you if you'd have me sort of thing and i'm like of course i will um everyone will have a slightly different take on it everyone will be dealing with it different ways and i think a lot of people won't quite have dealt with it and will find it really um healthy and cathartic for themselves and then it's just like a everyone wins situation because it'll feel good for them. It'll feel really good for me to share my story and um, chat to them and help them kind of talk through it, almost like a counsellor, I think. Um, but yeah, it's just that that's just really kind of struck me. That just everyone wants to talk about this stuff. It's just they need a platform. You, you can't talk about it in everyday life. You know, people say, oh, oh you need to talk, you need to talk more. It, it doesn't work. You can't just in the middle of the day, oh, what are we doing today? Should we go to the... Did we go to the shops? Oh, yeah, we need to get some bread. Oh, by the way, can we talk about that time my, my nan died? Just, it's just weird, isn't it? It just doesn't happen. And I think it's important to have these kind of places or just times in our lives where we kind of deliberately look at things like this. You know, just out, out of, in a little bubble, out of normal life, out of everyday, mun, mun, mundane, everyday activities sort of thing. It's, it, this is separate. This is, I think you need to carve a special time. And it doesn't have to be... I think sometimes it's nice, you know, just go for a walk or something, and then you'll naturally talk about it with someone, or or just go somewhere where you know they used to go, they used to go, or go for a coffee in the shop they used to like or something. And these things will just come out if you want. If you go with the right people and you want to talk about it, you don't need to force it at all. You don't, I don't think you need to go. Uh, let's go. Let, yeah, I don't. I don't sort of go. Oh, let's go and talk about Vic with someone. But I think that's what it'll be. That it's just kind of a natural thing that hopefully people are more comfortable talking to me about now because I know a lot of people. A lot of people have found it really hard to sort of broach the subject with me because it's i've been very closed about it i've not really mentioned it and it's one of those things in you know i wouldn't mention it to someone else if you if you see them after someone close to them just died you kind of go how are you doing you're right yeah it's, you know really sorry to hear about it and then that's it like what else can you say i don't know we're not trained in this country to know what to say but maybe we'll we'll gradually slightly get slightly better but um yeah it was just it's really struck me how many people really 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 just have got this burning desire to talk and it about so many different things but especially grief and it's just great keep keep the keep the invites uh, or requests to be on the show coming and i will probably say yes every time maybe there's something in this you know the the amount of people who've messaged me telling me their own stories i've just thought it's all messages you know private messages mainly a few people have commented you know publicly to share it and stuff but a lot of them have been private messages and they've told me something really personal and kind of secret and i'm thinking they probably wouldn't tell me that in in real life if i sat down 
you know, we're having a coffee in between, you know, work or something and a break. I don't think they'd open up and I don't think I'd react in the same way or tell them that the, the stuff that I'm saying here. I think there's there's a safety behind a screen or behind the other end of a phone, you know, a mobile phone, even even a phone call. I've had a couple of phone calls, but generally it's been people writing. And I think it allows you to gather your thoughts. It allows you to retype things if you don't quite like how it looks. It allows you to pause before responding to people. And I think there's a real power in that and in having the time to kind of breathe and think. And then you don't have to respond straight away, do you? You can, you can leave it six hours. You can leave it a whole day. You can leave it a week. You can respond immediately if you want to. It depends on how you're feeling. And I think there's, there's something to be said for that. I think the, the message that is out there about mental health is all about you've got to talk. You've got to talk. And it's all about kind of real life talking. You know, going for a coffee and having a talk in face to face and it's it's really hard and I was talking to my mum the other day actually when she phoned me up about this and and I said to her I kind of explained that when when you're feeling low or when you're feeling depressed even the last thing you want to do is talk to someone honestly you want to curl up in a ball this is for me anyway I wanted to curl up in a ball and and not have anyone enter enter my little world i i the, the kind of one of the low points was where um a friend of mine was visiting and he wanted to basically pop by and see me so i kind of hid in my bedroom and <laughs> i hadn't and i still haven't at this point got any blinds um sorted in that room because it kind of um everything got put on hold a little bit when Vic got ill and I kind of we, we kind of half decorated and then there's a couple of rooms that just haven't been quite finished and my bedroom is one of them and there's no blinds in there and I hid under the covers basically and he came and rang on the bell and I ignored it and I think he came and knocked on the window and probably looked in and I think he saw me in there and I was like I just couldn't face him I just couldn't I just didn't want to see people it was there was nothing particularly going on that was that bad even it was just the mindset I was in was please just leave me alone I just want to be in my little cocoon and maybe talking another way would have kind of got through to me a little bit I don't know I just didn't want to talk to anyone but I think face-to-face interaction is so hard about these kind of things and I think when you remove it one or two levels whether it's on the phone whether it's um just listening just just listening is a form of communication you know listening to this and then responding two days later and you go oh I really liked what you said about that or can you talk more about this and it's it's making me think that like I say the public discourse about we just need to talk you know help each other out ask your mate how he's doing it's I just don't agree with it I just don't think it works I don't think it's changed much and my view on it right now is yes we need to talk but in a different way we need to instigate conversations differently we just need to maybe just put stuff out there like this that people can listen to and absorb and react to in their own way and they don't have to you don't have to kind of force someone to open up that's the that's the problem I think it's like come on blokes come on lads let's uh in the locker room to talk about our emotions let's fuck that that's not gonna work do you know like yeah it looks good on an advert how often does that actually work in real life men or women but especially men i mean women i don't know i'm not a woman i don't know i don't understand <laughs> i don't understand them i don't understand what they talk about over coffees and stuff so maybe women are a lot better than this but i know blokes just yeah they just go into themselves rather than talking to other people it's just a, a way we've been socialized and yeah hopefully i've had a lot of guys get in touch you know just private messages and stuff and it's i think just having something that they can listen to and reflect on is way more powerful than any kind of face-to-face conversations ever going to be
So at the time of recording this, I think four episodes have come out and I'm having a little look at the stats of who's been listening, how many people are listening, you know, how many people are clicking the website or commenting on Facebook each day. And I'm having a, I'm reevaluating. I think I did some blogging um, on football when I left university. This is probably 10, 15 years ago. And I was always obsessed with the numbers, with the E, you know, how many viewers am I getting? How many clicks am I getting? You know, all oh, this article got a thousand views or this one has been picked up by someone else who's, who's shared it. Or I, I, would, I was spending a lot of time networking and doing a lot of things which weren't actually writing about football. I was doing so many things, you know, on the website or doing some search engine optimization. And it, some of that was useful. Some of it yeah, did actually lead to another job. Um, I was selling um, fancy dress products on the website with a friend of mine for a little while. And it, so it, some of those skills were useful and I'm probably still using some of those skills now. But overall, that was about trying to grow it and trying to network a lot and everything. And I've, I, I started this whole project as a very inward looking thing and then I was kind of it's conflicting the whole time with also wanting to, wanting it to grow and I think I said in episode two or three you know I'm being completely honest I want this to grow I want this to be really successful I'd love it to you know become it may be another source of income but especially you know something which grows and um, is seen by hundreds or thousands of people and you know I, I get some kind of notoriety or I get sort of a, um, whether it's actually a career but you know a, a kind of a hobby or something that I'm really focusing on and spending a lot of time on but then I've, I've, I've had a, I've had a think I've talked to a couple of people about this and I think actually what's really important is the people who are listening are listening they're not just skimming over they're not just reading the first three lines of an article and clicking off to another website or something they're really connecting they're sending me messages they're phoning me up they're having conversations on video calls or in real life and they're also people who I know, who I value in my life. You know, some people I know really well. Some people I just come across at work or in, you know, briefly. I might see them once every month or once every year or something. But they're people I actually know. They're people who are actually, you know, in my social circle. And I think that is just immeasurably more valuable than getting a thousand people in the USA who are reading it or something. And it's it's making me think... It's making me rethink it a little bit. I, you know, I would still like it to grow. I would still like all those other things. But that's one of those things that I think, I think I said it right at the start, it will happen organically if, if people are sharing posts and stuff. If, if it's if it's good quality things that's resonating with people, that will happen. And, I, and I've really, I've really taken my eye off of all of those ways to kind of try and grow it at the moment. I'm just thinking it needs to be authentic. If it does grow, it's great. If it doesn't, that the value is in that itself anyway. The, um, there's a I need to look this up I meant to look this up the other day actually I've I've seen it on another podcast or, or a video or something or listened to it even about in western culture we're very self-indulgent we when we're trying to help ourselves when we're trying to you know feeling a bit low or something we we do something like we'll go and get a haircut or we'll go and buy something new or something we'll do something for ourselves and this um this podcast is first and foremost for me, for myself. It's to try and sort of help myself heal and to try and resolve a lot of obviously unresolved things that I, th- I wasn't aware of really. But then I, I thought, why is it? Why is it feeling so good? Why am I? Why am I getting so much from this? Just by sort of recording my thoughts, and it's because in Indian, I think it's Indian or definitely Eastern sort of culture, when they're feeling low or they need for whatever reason you know they want they want to make themselves feel better instead of going out and you know buying a new car or buying a new watch or a new phone or something 
like we do here, we're very kind of materialistic and individualistic. They go and help a friend or they go and help an, uh, an elderly relative or they go and do some charity work or something. They've, they've, they've got it completely the other way around where they will go and help someone else and that makes them feel better, which in, in a funny way is a kind of selfish act, isn't it? It's like they know that by going to help someone else, it's going to make them feel better. But it's like a, and everyone benefits there. And I thought that's completely what's happening here. I'm doing something which will help other people. People are, people are saying to me, you know, this this thing that you said last episode, it really resonates with me or it's made me think about something I haven't thought about for 10 years. And then that's helping me anyway. It's it's helping me doubly. It's helping me to get it off my chest, but also the fact it's then resonating with people and people are really benefiting from this feels great. So it's that's the value of this. If if it grows, that's great. And I will obviously do some things. I will promote it obviously on the Facebook site. So I will get to the point where I maybe share it with other, you know, similar people on Instagram or something. When I've got, you know, enough episodes and, and a a body of work to kind of go well, look, I've been doing this for six months sort of thing you know can I come on your podcast or do you want to come on mine you know I, I will still do those things I'm, I'm still going to be ambitious um <clears throat> excuse me ambitious with it but the, the the important thing the heart of it is the very essence of it is I'm doing it for myself and I'm doing it for those people close to me and around me who are either in the same situation or in similar situations and that's the real the real value in it I've, I've kind of learned that lesson now and I'm, I'm really focusing on that I'm going to keep this one a bit um, shorter. Uh, hopefully it's been useful, just like the other ones. I'm hoping also by the time this one comes out, I'll have made some real good progress on the spare room. If you follow the Facebook site, you can see I've already posted uh, two or three sort of updates. Uh, the next step at the time of recording will be clearing it completely so I can start painting it. I'm hoping to get some funding from somewhere to um, get some furniture in there and get some nice professional microphone recording equipment. Uh, and then get cracking with guest episodes, which um, obviously I've mentioned earlier in this episode. It's something that people have really reached out and um, want to be involved with it. I've got a lot of, as well as people saying they want to come on the podcast, I've got so many people, almost like too much in terms of you should do this or you can do this, which is amazing. And I'm trying to trying to save it all and store it up. Um, so if you have been one of those people who is um, contributing ideas or wants to contribute, you know, physically with um you know, helping me with recording equipment or helping me with coming on the podcast. I really, really, really do appreciate it. And I hope that it hasn't come across as dismissive when I've sort of said, yeah, yeah, cool. I'll, I'll look at that later. It's just, I've had so much, you know, an overwhelming amount of people saying, I really want to support this podcast in, in whatever way. Um, so yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, when this comes out, I'll be a little bit further along that journey and, and somewhere nearer to getting guests on. I also realized, I think on episode one, I, <laughs> I promised a list of, um, about 15 different things that um, episodes would be about, and I probably haven't even touched on any of them yet. The list of things in my notebook um, for the monkey chamber is just growing and growing and growing daily. I will begin, I think, once I've sort of got all of the kind of scrambled thoughts off my, out, of, out off the top of my head, um, I am going to start having sort of focused episodes on specific topics and then, you know, really go into depth with those. Um, but at the moment, it seems like these ones are kind of resonating with people anyway, so that's good. Anyway... Um, catch you all soon. Bye-bye.